Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Friends, this episode is going to be about the wonders of intermittent fasting. This is a diet approach that I've tried in the last six months, and it has completely changed my life. In this episode, I'm going to define what it is. I'll discuss my own experience, address common concerns, and also highlight cutting-edge research on intermittent fasting. And I think after you listen to this, I think this has the opportunity to significantly change your life. So let's go ahead and get started and discuss, first of all, what it is. Intermittent fasting is incredibly simple. All it is is there's various types. You can do the 16-8 fast. You can do the 5-2. What is it? For 16 hours throughout the day, for example, with the 16-8 fast, you eat nothing. You can drink water, you can drink coffee, and you can drink tea. During the other eight hours, you can eat whatever you want. That's it. It's that simple. There's nothing else. Um, the 5-2 fast is one. Is intermittent fasting is where you do five normal days of eating and two days of restricted calorie eating between five and 600 calories. I don't have any experience with that, so I'm only going to discuss my experience with the 16-8. There are various approaches. And as with any diet, make sure you consult your doctor before you get started. But I want to tell you where I was six months ago. Six months ago, I weighed 300 pounds. I had a blood pressure of 140 over 90. It was going in the wrong direction. I had basically reached the level of being a type 2 diabetic. I felt pretty good, but I was definitely on the wrong track. And one day while looking at Facebook of all things, I came across one of those ads that talked about fasting. And it talked about cell regeneration and lowering your blood sugar and lowering your blood pressure and losing weight and something called autophagy. And I thought, this can't possibly be real. It sort of sounds like BS to me. But I thought, well, you know, what do I really have to lose? I'm going in the wrong direction. I need to try something new. So I got the app, and six months ago in March of 2020, I started it. And as I started it, I really realized, wow, this is really easy my appetite became totally regulated. And after about a month, I really started seeing results. So to make a long story short, within six months, I've lost nearly 40 pounds. I've had amazing numbers, which I'll share with you at the end of this cast in terms of what my blood sugar readings are, what they were and what they are now, what my blood pressure readings were and what they are now. And you'll hear that at the end of the cast. Uh, it's sort of a little bit like House Hunters where you have to wait to the end to see the reveal in terms of the app. But I did lose 40 pounds, I can tell you that, and it's completely changed my life. So let's get a little bit into the theory of it, the why question. Why is intermittent fasting so effective? Well, think about it. We have evolved as human beings for nearly a million years for food scarcity. We are not designed, and we have not been evolved, to stuff our pie hole 16 hours throughout the day, which is what I was doing. I was having breakfast, I was having lunch, I was having dinner, I was having a late night snack, and I got fat. Um, as my doctor said, she said, Rockney, you were only four points away from being morbidly obese. That's right, friends. 
I was nearly morbidly obese. It hurts to say that, but that was the reality. Even now, technically, I'm considered obese, but I'm definitely going in the right direction, and I feel really good. We weren't evolved for this. We were evolved for food scarcity. Everything about our digestion, our um, eating, the way we process food, the way our body insulin responds is designed for gorging ourselves at certain times and then having food scarcity the rest of the time. Think about the, the mammoth hunters. They would kill a mammoth, they would eat, and they would not eat for a long period of time. And you may say, well, geez, is that what you're doing? That doesn't sound healthy where you gorge yourself. Well, here's the really paradox of intermittent fasting is that it regulates your appetite. So a lot of you will say like, oh, there's no way I can do that. I'm going to be too hungry and I'll get hangry if I don't have breakfast. Well, after you have to think about, is your hunger real or is it just a artificial response to an insulin spike throughout the day in which your body has been trained to feel hungry when it's really not? You're hungry because you're responding to your body's energy needs. That's what we're evolved for. Unless some of you have zero body fat, most of you, what's the purpose of fat? It is stores calories. You have all the energy you need in the form of your calories. What's amazing about intermittent fasting is that once you hit the 13th, 14th, and 15th hour, your body stops processing essentially the sugars. And instead of that, that's when it goes into this ketosis is in which your body starts getting its energy from the fat, and it's like magic. And your body starts responding to that, so much so that eventually your appetite becomes regulated. You get used to not eating throughout the day, and in fact, what you'll find is it will be easier to do longer periods of fasting. Now, I hear a lot of objections that people often raise, which is, oh my God, this is too risky, it's dangerous, I can't do it. Here's where you need to think about a little positional risk assessment. First of all, it's not dangerous. Um, do Look at the research. Talk with your doctor. Obviously, talk with your doctor before you start. I put that qualification for everyone because some people do have unique energy and, and dietary needs. So talk to your doctor first. But think about what's the alternative, okay? A lot of people have real struggles with diet. I was at 300 pounds. I was having high blood pressure. I had type 2 diabetes or was getting very close to that. That, my friends, is extremely dangerous for purposes of stroke, heart attack, and a host of other medical complications that can shorten your lifespan. So I was in a position, well, sort of, what do I have to lose? I need to change something. The other thing with a lot of diets that I think really happens is that there's too many rules. You know, for at one point, my wife had tried Noom, which does work to some degree, but it involves so much counting. Everything you eat, you have to count. And it's just almost just, it's just too much work. It's too complicated. The other diets get into what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. Um, uh, this particular diet, they don't write, they make recommendations. That's true. It's, it's basically the keto diet. So they do recommend what you should eat. You should obviously avoid sugars. You should obviously eat a lot of plants, um, you know, focus on getting your protein. So they do make recommendations, but they don't they don't make you do any recommendations. It's just sticking to the 16 hours no eating, you need to drink tea and coffee, and eight hours where you're eating. That's it. And as I tried it, I really found that you know a lot of people think like, oh, my energy is going to be affected. 
it doesn't get affected. It gets affected positively. Because you think about it, when I used to have breakfast every morning, especially if I have a big, you know, big farmer's breakfast, steak, eggs, potatoes, your body is just spiking the insulin and you feel fatigued. So you'd be in a situation where you would eat something and then you feel all tired afterwards. Or if you have a lot of rice during lunch and you have a big meal, you feel tired. That's, I think, where a lot of this afternoon lull comes into play. And in my particular case, after I started and I started to lose weight, it's really magic. You know, in one of my previous podcasts, I talked about the concept of a keystone habit. Well, all of a sudden, when I started losing weight, I started feeling better. And when I started feeling better, I started exercising more. And even though I didn't have any recommendations from the diet in terms of what I should eat, once I started losing weight, I wanted to eat healthier and healthier. So I started eating more plants. I started eating more lean meats. I started reducing the amount of potatoes and and fries and stuff that I was eating. I started eating less bread. And so I just, it just cascaded. I started getting more energies. I started writing. I started meditating more. So all of these things led to some very, very positive changes in my life. And can you do it? Absolutely, you can do it. Um, Try it. It doesn't cost anything. Now, I've used the Fastic app. I think it's a terrific app. Um, there's other ones out there, but I mean, heck, you if you don't want to pay any money for it, all you have to do is just use your watch. Every day, calculate what time is it, my last meal is at 7 o'clock, boom. Then 16 hours later, you can start eating. It's that easy. And think about how simple it is. Most people eat at 6 o'clock anyway. All of you knew that you shouldn't be eating the late night snack anyway, so it immediately cuts out that. 12 hours later is 6 in the morning. How many of you even eat at 6 in the morning? 14 hours is 8, and 16 hours is 10 o'clock. So all you're really doing is delaying the first meal of the day just by two hours. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the research. There's a lot of research out there. You can Google it. You can go to Harvard. But one study that I've recently read um, is really incredible. It's by Raphael Cabo and Mark Madsen, Ph.D., Um, These are two researchers that I believe are from John Hopkins. It just recently published a journal article in the New England Journal of Medicine, 2019. It was December 26th of 2019. And they researched, primarily they researched the 5-2, but it does affect, you know, you look at the research throughout the internet, there's also equal in number of studies on, um, you know, the the 16-8 as well. But look at some of the quotes from this article, and you're free to consult the whole article yourself so you're not cherry picking. Um, but essentially what they said is, is that, and I quote, the research here and discussed in D-Swell shows that most, if not all, organ systems respond to intermittent fasting in ways that enable the organism to tolerate or overcome the challenge and then restore the homeostasis. Repeated exposure to fasting periods results in lasting adaptive responses that confer resistances to subsequent challenges. Cells respond to intermittent fasting by engaging in coordinated adaptive stress response that leads to increased expression of antioxidant defenses, DNA repair, protein quality control, mitochondrial biogenesis, and autophagy and downregulation of inflammation. So that's a lot of jargon. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. But they also discuss in plain languages, in plain language, the benefits, which are to reduce obesity, increase your insulin resistance, reduce your hypertension, and reduce your inflammation. 
They also talk about it has ability to increase your verbal memory, your cognitive functioning, get favorable results with um, chronic diseases like asthma, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, degenerative disorders, cancer, cardiovascular disease. Does this seem too good to be true? Look at the article for yourself. It's New England Journal of Medicine. You can Google it. Raphael Cabo and Mark Madsen. There's a ton of research on it. You can also get it from Harvard. Um, they, they have um, plain language uh, intermittent fasting guides as well. So, and their conclusion is at the end of this article is that preclinical and clinical trials have shown that intermediate fasting has, intermittent fasting has broad spectrum benefits for many health conditions such as obesity, diabetes, mellitus, cardiovascular disease, cancers, and neurological disorders. Um, and, the, and the animal models show that fasting improves health throughout the lifespan. Okay. These studies are limited to short-term interventions over a period of months. So I want to share with you at least my results that I've had. So here's sort of the reveal. Since March, I have lost 40 pounds. I am now close to not being clinically obese. I still technically am. I weigh about 255 now, and I started at 300. My blood pressure, um, was, the readings were about 140 over 90, and now they're in the 115 over 65 range. My Blood sugar readings were in the 125 range before I started. And now my most recent one that I did for a life insurance exam was at 84. So I'm now no longer even pre-diabetic. I just, the the readings were all normal. My A1C readings were at 6. Now they're down to 5.6. So I've seen broad spectrum benefits that are at least consistent with the study. And again, with anything, make sure you consult your physician. Some of your physicians may not even know about it. Um, and consult them to look at the research as well. But it's not super complicated. It totally makes sense and has the potential to change your life. So I hope that this podcast has been very um, helpful to you. I'm going to be doing a lot more of these life hack podcasts because I think that there are things that we're still continuing to learn in, in life, your work, and your finances, and I'm going to continue to share those with you. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and subscribe and Spotify and also to iTunes. And also reach out to me at rockneycole.com or the rockneycast at gmail.com. So again, it's rockneycole at gmail.com or rockneycast at gmail.com. Friends, thank you so much for spending this time with me, and I hope you continue to tune in to future episodes of the Rockneycast.